Future Banking Podcast, the place to learn about digital banking and fintech. Bună dimineața și bine v-am găsit la Future Banking Meetups cu numărul 4 de anul acesta. Eu sunt Vlad Andriescu, redactor șef Startup.ro și în următoare 90 de minute vom vorbi despre un subiect care este printre noi. E vorba de cum s-a schimbat munca în pandemie, cum am trecut la work from home și iată, pentru că vorbim despre work from home, dacă auziți o mașină în jurul meu, acesta este sunetul pe care aud zeci de mii de angajați în fiecare zi când trebuie să se concentreze. Vom vorbi despre HR, despre schimbările de pe piața muncii, cum se fac angajările în această perioadă și cum muncesc, practic, angajații în acest mix de work from home, um, unii se duc la birou, despre uh, presiunile psihologice pe care ni au adus ultimele 12-13 luni. Discuția de astăzi de la Future Banking Meetups va fi în limba engleză, voi face uh, switch-uri foarte curând. Până una alta, în funcție de unde ne urmăriți, vă rog să ne lăsați întrebări pentru că le vom urmări. Iar dacă sunteți pe platforma de evenimente virtuale, ICA Events, vă mulțumim că, că ne urmăriți de acolo. Și la fel, dacă vedeți pe cineva interesant printre participanți, printre cei care se uită la acest eveniment, la această discuție, online, puteți să-i contactați, puteți să faceți și un social lounge unde puteți să invitați niște oameni care au interese comune cu voi. Și pentru a nu mai prelungi această introducere, vreau să-i prezint pe invitații mei și în momentul acesta voi trece în engleză. Thank you very much for for joining us at Future Banking Meetups, uh, number four, talking about HR. Um, We have today uh, Adina Vidoriu, HR Director, Romania, Greece, Cyprus, and Marta at Microsoft. Nice to meet you, Adina. Thank you. Thank you so much for the invitation, Vlad. Uh, also uh, with us is Adina Pinta, co-founder at Four Minds, uh, Four Mind Benefits. Nice to meet you. Uh, hello, Vlad. Uh, hello, everybody. And Richard De Graff, head of HR at ING Romania. Nice to meet you, Richard. Hi, Franz. Thank you for the invitation. Happy to be here. Uh, so, uh, uh, just to uh, set up the atmosphere and um, how the last 12, 13 months have changed the um, ecosystem of uh, work. Um, tell me, in your opinion, this is uh, a question for everybody. What are the key changes? that the last year has brought to, to the present of work, but also to the future of work. Who wants to start? I can start. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what we see is that working from home has become like very normal. Uh, I, I sometimes try to reflect and I started here in Romania in September, 2019, which is like 18 months ago. And 12 of them, I work from home. I mean, and, and if you would have asked me that two years ago, would you be working from home? I would have said, no, 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 no. Maybe I will do one day a month. Maybe I will work from home if I really need to concentrate, but, but otherwise I won't. But it is now really the, 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 the new expectation, the new normal, I would say, uh, that you work from home. Uh, also, if you would ask me, like, how can you onboard and, and hire people Uh, from being at home. I mean, in 2020, we, we, we onboarded 270 new colleagues uh, from home. So I really think that this is here to stay. 
Uh, we need to adjust and, and to, uh, to expect people uh, to work from home and, and uh, adjust our policies and procedures on that as well. Who wants to continue? Maybe Adina Vidoy? Yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm okay. Just, just to complement what, what Richard was saying. So I think that if we look back in, in 2020, um, this kind of change worked forever. I mean, it impacted every person, but it impacted also organization across the, lo the globe. And then, you know, if we look back, we can say that this, uh, this pandemic and then the complete remote work has created new job opportunities for some. In, in Central and Eastern Europe, we did see a push for faster dig digitalization. Um, we can say as well that it was for more family time or provided options for whether or when to commute. Nonetheless, at the same time, what we saw as well is an ascending trend on number of hours worked, which led to exhaustion. Um, the fact of keeping the, the, the work-life balance um, become even thinner as a line, so it's only, almost unnoticeable. We see teams that are more and more siloed, the level of stress increase, and then we can keep on continue as such. And then now, if I were to look in the present, given that, you know, with the widespread of vaccination across Europe, uh, we are on the brink of a disruption um, as great as last year, when we shifted completely to remotely work. Now we're looking to move to hybrid. And where it's a branded model where employees will return to the workplace and others will continue to work from home. So what we know for sure at this point, if I were to, to look now on the, on the market and in our organization, is that we need to ensure that our employees are giving the flexibility to work when and where they want. Uh, we need to make sure that they, we give them the proper tools uh, to equally contribute, especially in a virtual environment. And then again, if we look at the, at the talent landscape, this kind of fundamentally shifted. So that's going to be also one of the challenges that we see um, in the near future. Say so that that will be in a nutshell when we look back in 2020 and we look at now in the present. Adina Pinda, if you want to, uh, to complete. Uh, yes, what I can complete to what Richard and Adina already said is that uh, it's not only uh, where we work that changed uh, and how we work, uh, more we are more digital now, uh, it changed also uh, how we relate to each other. Because now the communication uh, is totally different than uh, in the working environment we knew one year ago. So we need to adapt also to uh, new people relationships in the working environment, I mean. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Um, the last year has, has brought some, some, some changes about the, the relationships between, between employees, the way we work, how much do we work? And we're gonna, um, we're gonna talk about these, these key issues, um, challenges and opportunities. Um, but because because Richard mentioned that um, uh, ING hired uh, uh, more than 200 new employees remotely, uh, I want to to, to start uh, talking about about hiring in in this pandemic. And Richard and, and Adina uh, Vidori from from Microsoft. Uh, so for the last 12 and three, uh, uh, 13 months, um, things have changed, as as I said. Uh, at ING and Microsoft, you you hired remotely. Uh, so let's talk about how recruiting has changed and how did you have to adapt to to this new environment. I mean, 
For us, Microsoft also hired more than 300 employees in the last year, and it was done completely um, virtually. Uh, what I could say is that if we look a little bit before the pandemic, Microsoft had already implemented a mixed remotely in-house employing process. Uh, during the interview process, all candidates were um, used to um, experience face-to-face -face meetings or interviews, but at the same time also online interviews, given that majority of our teams are also regional. And then sometimes their future hiring manager, Kimberly, was located in one of the countries across EMEA. Um, at the same time, the interview was also the proper moment for, for a real Microsoft flavor. Face-to-face -face interview happened on our premises and the candidates could see the office and feel our work environment during the, during the conversation. And then, you know, switch, switching to online interviews with, with uh, people from other countries and cultures, it was actually the perfect moment for them to understand our multicultural environment. Now, if we look now with, with everything that happened with the pandemic, I think the, the one point that was critical for us was the onboarding process. That's the one that completely shifted because it switched completely to virtual. Richard? Yes, and I agree with what Adina says. Uh, you, you, you are used to, to hire people and to see them face to face, and that becomes a bit more difficult because it is different if you look at the screen and, and have an interview than, than when you're sitting together having a cup of coffee and then... So that, that was a big change for us. Uh, also, what is very beneficial is setting up the interviews when it is online is easier yeah? because people don't have to travel to come to the office. I mean, most of us are working from home, so it's easier to have an hour during the day to, to have the interview. So that, that helped a lot, to be honest. Uh, what also was, was uh, good is that you have a different uh, type of people. Uh, some people were losing their jobs. Other people uh, were afraid to change. So you needed to adapt in that way as well. Like, how are you going to go into the interview? Uh, do, do you have someone who's afraid of losing the job? Or do you have someone who's like, uh, I don't want to change because I, I want to stay where I am. And, and I don't want to make a step now in this period. So it, it had different uh, perspectives. Uh, we have always been very active on LinkedIn. We have been very active on asking our employees to be ambassadors of ING. And that also helps a lot to, to get the people on board. And then they can also explain to new employees or to candidates uh, what our philosophy is and, and how it is to work from home in ING. Uh, later on, we probably also discuss more a little bit on the onboarding because also there, like Adina said, uh, we had a big shift as well because that's very important because onboarding is, is the next step after having the people in and then you have to make sure that they stay in and onboarding is step one there. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that um, as hiring is, is very important and is essential, onboarding is, is more and more important right now because new employees uh, are working from home, are in front of a computer, so they cannot feel uh, entirely the, company, the company's culture. And Adidas mentioned that um, before, before the pandemic, the, the recruiting process was uh, already a hybrid one with virtual interviews and face-to-face -face interviews. So um, specifically, what were the differences in employing remotely and which things you, you had to adapt and change in order to hire efficiently? From our perspective, there were basically two elements that played a key role. One, 
And it was in line with what Richard mentioned as well. Although we were moving faster, we were able to move faster because interviews were, on, were online. It also meant to have a better alignment in terms of timing and share responsibilities during the, the selection process. And that's between the recruiter, uh, the hiring manager, and any other interviewers that were set up in the in their interview process, and then the scheduling team, because everything shifted virtually. And then you also have bottlenecks when you do that online. So it also meant to have a higher level of flexibility. And the second thing was to speed up the feedback process and be able to maintain an ongoing open communication with all our candidates. I believe those two things made the difference when it comes to the experience that each candidate had within a Microsoft, um, for a Microsoft interview from our perspective at this point. Richard, how did you change uh, uh, the hiring process, the recruiting process? Yeah, I, I think what Adina says, everything becomes much faster. and. Uh, expectations are give me the feedback i mean it's already 24 hours so so that's for sure uh what i said just before is for us onboarding became very important uh so since we were working from home i think as of day five or six or, or uh, when, when the pandemic started here in romania 95 uh, percent of our people work from home uh, which meant that the onboarding uh, literally meant that people came to the office pick up their phone, their laptop, sign the contract, uh, spent maybe an hour, 90 minutes in the office. Uh, then they went home. And then the, the onboarding process really started from home. And there it was very important to have that in place. So we, we had to move our onboarding sessions uh, to online. Uh, what we implemented as well is what we call Discover ING, whereby we said also the board members of ING in Romania will have sessions with the new people to explain to them what are we doing in the bank. Because normally when you, when you walk around, you see what's happening. But here we then said, okay, all the board members will explain what their area is doing. Uh, what we also did on that is that we make sure that uh, people have the buddies and uh, that they have a buddy. Uh, and what we are implementing now in the, in the second quarter of this year will be in a virtual app, an app uh, which we call Border, whereby we really have uh, people install the app on their phone and from there, we have nudges and, and uh, attention points and, and fun things, of course, uh, whereby people really keep in touch with each other. Because onboarding with your manager is one, but you also need to have your team. You need to understand your team. Uh, we have our internal, uh, I would also almost say the Facebook site, we call it Jammer, uh, where we have a lot of fun things on uh, communication, communication, communication is, is, is the key word, I would say. Yeah, and we're going to talk about about in border the the app you mentioned uh, later on, um, but I I am curious um, because uh, you both mentioned um, how many employees were recruited uh, in the last year remotely, uh, but I'm curious if there is a difference right now uh, between um, recruiting and hiring uh, a junior level employee, a middle level employee. And if you had experiences in recruiting managers remotely, because I think that there's a difference um, in, in uh, recruiting a, a manager for, for uh, a division uh, remotely, and then uh, he or she uh, will work with the employees via uh, any video call and communication app. 
I would say it has any other recruitment. I do understand that we you know with the, the expectations that we have from a, from a manager, from a people manager, and from a leader are, are are different. But at the same time, they when they enter the organization, they they are basically in the first in the first months as any other employee. And then you know, as as Richard was mentioning, onboarding plays a key role. So um, and then what we have done is that we ensure that additional time is allocated for uh, training on the job, that we create a safe space for socialization, integration within the team. So to have the proper time to meet the team, not only as an employee, but also as a manager or a leader in the the organization. Then welcoming and proper support for newcomers, ensuring the feeling that they are being part of a great and a larger team was equally important. And it was one of the major focus points for current people manager and future people manager in, in Microsoft now now more than ever. And then I think it's just like, if, if we look now, it has been a challenge at the beginning of pandemic when we started to be fully um, virtual and then moved to teleworking, but it didn't become a normality. Um, and then what we want the newcomers to feel is that they have access to the latest technology we have a vivid culture that is defined by inclusiveness, by support and sharing, and by working flexibility. I think those are key elements that we also look when we when we hire a new person within the organization. It's about the mindset that the individual brings in, and then the level of diversity that uh, it brings within the organization. That I think that if we look at all these elements, this is quite what, what helped us in this period, from my view. Yeah, yeah, and I would agree with Aldina. I don't see much of a difference between managers and, and non-managers. Uh, in the end, uh, we just have to give them the tools uh, to be able to get connected with the people. I, so yeah, I didn't really see the, the difference there. Yeah. Um, before going further, um, you mentioned uh, about... Uh, the onboarding process about how you try to make the employees feel at home, not at home at their home, but at home in the company. And uh, I think that nowadays it's critical for for new employees and, and for uh, former current uh, employees to understand the company culture in this environment because abruptly the company... Uh, is not just a building, the colleagues there, um, but it's it's this virtual thing that unites us. So how do you try to, to, to make the employees understand better the company culture and feel it in the end? Who wants to start? I, I can start with this one and... and... And also share a little bit of my own experience uh, yeah. moving around different countries. Uh, in, in ING, when we speak about culture, uh, we always speak about the orange code. And, and for us, the orange code is very important. That's what we use uh, throughout ING uh, all over the world. Uh, and, and the main values there is, is to take it on and make it happen. Uh, help others to be successful and always be a step ahead. And this is something we, 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 we all have in our DNA, I would say. So being used to that, having that culture already really embedded 
in every bank and and, and also in, in in the ING Tech in Romania. Uh, it's easy to transfer that, whether that's online or, or in person. Uh, helping also to be successful, uh, the, the, the second one I mentioned, uh, if, if you speak about new hires, uh, yes, that's what you need to do. And, 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 and we always say, take it on and make it happen. Don't shy away. You, you just help the people, take it on, make it happen. And, and, and together we, we are helping each other. So also there being virtual or, or, or face-to-face, uh, we really, really made a, a quick, quick adaption. Uh, probably, and, and that's the one I didn't mention so far yet, uh, we, we have a mindset of agile working here. Uh, and also there you're used to adapt very quickly. So it, it is in the DNA already, I would say. But that helps a lot. Thank you. Um, I, I want to switch to, to um, Adina Pinta from Four Mind Benefits um, and talk a bit about, about the, uh, the idea be, be, before um, um, for launching Four Mind, which is offering basically a subscription for companies and employees for, for mental benefits, therapy and coaching and so on. So uh, Adina, I know that you launched the company during the pandemic at first as a CSR project and then as a business. So how did it evolve? Uh, and in, from, from your view, what did the pandemic create as, as a need, as needs for, for companies in this area? Um, we have identified the need uh, on the Romanian market for uh, employee health benefits in the mental health area before the pandemics. So the idea of our mind was born before the pandemics, but uh, just uh, a few time uh, in the before months. So we had to uh, put it on hold for a while uh, during uh, last spring. And as you said, uh, we tried to help companies uh, cope with the very pressing uh, issues that were at that time, uh, like uh, unemployment or uh, fear for employees' uh, family or life or uh, uh, financial situation. So uh, the CSR project you mentioned uh, was uh, in last spring, three months, when we helped uh, companies to support their employees with a network of uh, volunteers. Uh, But then after three months, we went back to the original uh, goal we had. Uh, And uh, in July, we managed to put together and launch on the market the For My subscription that, as you mentioned, it's a healthcare pack uh, for uh, employees to support, uh, for employers to support their employees. Uh, Because um, our vision at uh, For Mind is that uh, mental healthcare uh, should be uh, as important and on the same level as uh, the physical healthcare. Uh, So uh, we talk about health in general. Uh, we have uh, uh, physical and uh, emotional uh, parts. So uh, we should take care and uh, act uh, in the same uh, importance uh, for both of them. Uh, So our vision was to launch, and we managed to do that, a very accessible uh, uh, package uh, for, uh, for everybody to to access uh, therapy because as you know, therapy by hour is uh, quite expensive and uh, not supported by uh, the state. And uh, there are a lot of problems in this area. So uh, what we wanted is to offer on the market and uh, we think we managed 
on very affordable uh, benefits pack for healthcare, for mental healthcare uh, that both big and uh, small companies can afford. So uh, how did the companies uh, reacted to your proposition uh, to this kind of of subscription uh, for for employee uh, for employees as as a benefit for for them uh, and have you seen an increase um, in the second part of the year basically with the pandemic uh, uh, being uh, here with us for for a long time working from home becoming the norm Um, we launched, uh, as I told you, the subscription in summer when the activity in all companies uh, is pretty low. Uh, but uh, usually in autumn, uh, the activity is higher and we started to have uh, clients contacting us, uh, new clients. We started to build new partnerships. Uh, as you know, we are present in uh, many platforms for employee benefits on the market. Uh, we also developed uh, a very important partnership with a big um, um, insurance company that uh, Groupama that included uh, the for mind uh, subscription uh, in their uh, health and life insurance packs for companies so yes in autumn uh, it was a huge increase but uh, i think it was just uh, a normal uh, business uh, flow um, at the end of the year Uh, there were a lot of companies that were preparing budgets for this year. So after they started to, to learn that we exist and those kinds of benefits exist on the market, uh, this combined with the fact that uh, many of the benefits on the market uh, uh, that were offered in the offices uh, was not uh, offered anymore. We are talking about fruits uh, in the office and things like this. Uh, and as you mentioned, uh, the, the focus on uh, supporting the, the emotional state of the employees because of the pandemic. So uh, yes, the, the demand increases day by day. Uh, this combined with the fact that uh, the companies uh, uh, hear more and more that uh, uh, those kind of benefits exist. So you, you, you launched in the, in the summer um, and Um, how did the, 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 the companies you talked to react? Uh, did they uh, understand the, the needs of, of the employees? Because as you mentioned before the pandemic, um, of course, it, it was an interest for, for companies to, to care about, about the um, well-being of their, their employees, but with different methods. We had, as you mentioned, the beautiful office, colleagues, Uh, maybe a flexible work program, fruits, team buildings. Uh, but nowadays we are at home. Um, so we don't have those, those things. Also, we have the, the pressure of the pandemic, the anxiety, the fears. Uh, so uh, did you basically uh, discover that, that, that companies uh, knew The, the issues of their employees? Oh, yes, because when you speak about companies, uh, you speak about people. I, I don't talk with the company. I talk with the HR managers. I talk to company managers. So yes, of course, they, they know the issues because uh, they are also experiencing think... those issues. 
So we are all living in the same world, uh, the employees and their managers. So they are very aware. And maybe because of this pandemic, uh, the stigma that was before on the mental uh, and emotional issues, it, it's not so much. Uh, because as you know, um, people were considered, uh, let's say, weak if uh, they had uh, an anxiety or a, a stress a symptom or even if they were depressed. Uh, but now, during this year, we had all these symptoms, each one of us. So the people are more understanding. And uh, of course, the companies come to us and they try to, to understand how can they uh, help their employees overcome those issues. Thank you very much. And before continuing, because I want to uh, go on with this subject, uh, I'm going to switch abruptly to Romanian. Uh, și voi uh, invita oamenii care se uită la noi să pună întrebări uh, dacă aveți o companie, dacă lucrați în uh, HR, în companii și vreți să aflați mai multe despre strategie pe care le puteți aplica, uh, puteți să puneți întrebări și noi le luăm în timpul uh, transmisiunii. And I'm going to switch to English. It's, it's complicated for my mind right now uh, to make this switch abruptly. And I'm going to go to Richard and continue with this um, topic of working from home and from um, what you have seen in, in ING in the last year. What are the main issues that you discovered that were brought by, by working from home? Yes, so that, that's a very good question. And I think uh, also linking back to what Adina said, uh, the, the well-being, both mental but also physical well-being is, is very important. So we, we did quite some things there. Uh, however, if you look at, at, at main issues and we are doing like every three weeks, we do a survey, uh, which we call the work from home survey. And we ask the people like, how are you doing? How's your collaboration with the manager going? How's your work-life balance going? And, and, and where are the other things where we can help you? And, and if you look at that, uh, I, can, can, I think the first one uh, is the lack of a proper workspace. And, and then not all of us have the possibility to sit in a, in a, in a secluded room uh, without being disturbed by uh, your children, your partner, your cats, your dogs, or, or what else you have. Uh, so, so that was an important one. The other one, which is becoming less and less, I, I will have to say, is, is the IT systems. And, and, and remember, when we one year ago all moved to working from home, uh, there were a lot of problems with IT systems. And, and that, that really, I think our IT team worked day and night, especially in the first weeks, to, to get us all up and running, which was fantastic. Uh, and then, of course, you come also to, to, to the, the mental well-being, the lack of interaction with colleagues. Uh, because in the end, you have a lot of meetings uh, and you're sitting, looking at the screen, eight, nine, ten hours a day. And, and while you're in the office, when you have the meetings, uh, and the, the least you do is you, you walk from one meeting room to another meeting room. So you have some physical activity. And, and now you're not moving. So, so that is what we, uh, we saw uh, next to the fact that, okay, there are too many meetings and because it becomes so formal now. It, it, it now you really need to send someone a message. Do you have time for a call? Uh, because yeah, normally you would see them during lunchtime or not. So th th that is what, what we really saw uh, coming. 
Uh, and I think Adina Vidoyo mentioned it, I think, already half an hour ago, uh, the, the, the difficulty between uh, overtime, heavy workload, and switching off. And I, I would say the switching off, uh, take the time to have your lunch uh, at, at 7 or 6 o'clock or 5 o'clock in the evening. doesn't matter what time, when you end, close your laptop, uh, instead of thinking like, oh, let me have another look at my emails. Th that are the main things that, that came up in our work from home survey. So, so besides, besides these uh, challenges, I want to talk about the advantages of working from home. And we will put aside productivity because uh, uh, all the surveys I read and all the studies have talked about how productivity increased um, uh, from working from home because uh, we, we work alone, we don't have uh, the same interaction, um, but it's, it's, uh, it also brings uh, issues. But what other uh, advantages have you identified um, uh, from, from, from this trend of, of working from home in, in the last few months? I, I think that everyone will agree with the first one, which I will mention, that is no commuting time. No traffic, <laughs> not being in a traffic jam, spending one hour to do 10 kilometers. So that, that, that is, I think, the biggest one for everyone. Uh, and that time, uh, some people spend it a bit more on the work. Other people use it to spend more time with the family members. Because on the other hand, uh, I, I just said, take your time for lunch. How often does it happen that during the week you can have, you can have lunch with your family members? So you can spend more time with your family members. Uh, there is more flexibility. Uh, I, th I think, and, and I don't know in how many surveys you see it, and it happened to me just like 10 minutes ago. How often does it happen to you when a courier is, is standing at your door? And, and in the past, <laughs> that was a problem. And nowadays, it's very normal that people walk out of a meeting and say, oh, sorry, I need to go open the door for the courier. So there are quite some advantages as well, I would say. Yeah, we, we, we received our colleagues in our homes and with our normal issues, with our normal troubles, uh, a drill machine, a courier, uh, and, and, and those kind of things. Uh, but Richard, you mentioned about uh, um, five minutes ago about um, the, the need for um, uh, basically giving employees the same tools, not just... Not just uh, uh, by learning, and we're going to talk about that, uh, um, not just uh, onboarding tools, but also effectively hardware tools and uh, a proper office in their home. Because uh, even nowadays, people are working from their kitchens uh, or from their uh, living room. Uh, so um, also Richard and Adina Vidori from Microsoft, what kind of investments have you made uh, in your respective companies uh, in order to uh, give employees a proper office in their home? Yeah, so I, I can start with that one. Uh, I, I think we all know the pictures where people are having their ironing table uh, because you can move the height from that and sitting there. Uh, what we have done is that we have sent more than 500 chairs uh, to home eh? because we find it important people having the right chair because it, it supports or it hopefully avoids back problems. We sent monitors home. Uh, we, we, we set 
uh, all all the desks which we don't need anymore, we send them home. We send uh, wireless headsets because in the end you don't want to be sitting if you're sitting at your kitchen table having all that noise going to the whole, whole house uh mouses uh it accessories so we we really try to help the people i i have to say the, the big thing for us was being able to move quickly from office to home is that our all our employees already have a laptop uh, i know other companies where people are working on a desktop or, or not able uh, had more difficulties uh, but we already had all the laptops, so people could just change from working from home. But then again, having yet a laptop, do you want to sit like, like this on your screen? And some people want to have a have a keyboard. So that's that are all the things that we try to uh, to provide for. Adina, how was it, Microsoft? So it's just in, in line with what, what Richard is saying, actually. I think we, when we, re, we realized pretty soon that the pandemic is not going to go away. So as fast as we were shifting to completely teleworking and then making sure that all the processes that were connected with the life cycle of all of employee were fully digitalized. We need also to make sure that, you know, our employees have the right equipment at home, not only just for being productive, but also to kind of ensure their well-being. So, um, as we were able in some countries to dispatch some of the um, equipment that we are having in the office, what we've realized globally that it's not the same thing. So what we have established as a company was the work from home, uh, work from home equipment buying program, which was basically a solution for, for equipment, which is more on the monitor side, docking station, headsets, keyboards, mouse so for the employee to be able to access that program and order uh, um, those devices we had a second program as well which was kind of the work from home needs reimbursement process which was mainly focusing on office furniture just to kind of complement in a way that we are, you, you do need a desk you do need a chair uh, you do need a desk converter as well especially for the people that are working in it it's it's not only about the laptop that they're already having it's also about this desktop that they were required in order to properly properly work so those two programs were were supporting us and they were dispatched globally and this is what we've done for for our employees furthermore as actually they were considering to making changes to their home office, we ensure that they have as well proper guidance for, for choosing, but also for setting up an ergonomic equipment because that was important for them. And then, you know, plus other office health and safety guidance, because I think that's equally important as well. We, we cannot have this expectation for each one of us to have a proper office uh, room at home. Um, and then furthermore, most of our employees are working home with their partner or with their husband or wife and with their children, while at the same time, they are all connecting for job and then for school as well. So these were some of the tips and tricks they wanted to share with our employees so that we make sure that they are comfortable and then they are able to, to apply the, those to their home office. And also uh, just a follow up, because we talked about setting up the, the environment, the work environment at home, but we uh, um, we talked also about the fact that we are working from home, but we are not working alone. We have partners, we have kids, uh, pets. How do you do? You have a strategy of understanding, basically, um, at a, um, a employee level, how their lives uh, are now? Because uh, before the pandemic, we 
closed the home uh, door. We went to the office and eight hours or seven or nine, we were there. Maybe just uh, talking by phone with, with a family member, but now they are there. Uh, do you, did you try to understand their needs? The kids are working from are uh, going to school besides them and so on. Absolutely. And it was it was challenging at the beginning and, and we listened. That's the thing. And we communicated. And then because, as you recall, at the very beginning of the pandemic, schools were closed. So all of a sudden, all the parents were needed actually to stay and spend time with their kids. So as an organization, what we we think through and we say like, well, we, we gave 12 weeks of uh, paid um, time off for every parent to spend time uh, at home and to take that time when it was needed. At the same time, having one of the kids jumping into a call, it's it become the, the, new, the new norm, I would say. And at the end of the day, what we've noticed is that it's actually bringing energy and joy within, in, in that call. It's not something that it's creating a disruption. Maybe it's creating the disruption for the parent, but I would say that for everyone else in the call, at least in the calls that I have experienced, everyone was like, no, 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 keep it one for one more second just for us to kind of, you know, just relax a little bit. So I think that we adjusted. We adjust it, we listen, and we try to, to as much as possible to be inclusive, not only for the families, but also for the for the for the employees who are single at home. And that's that's important to, to, to look at that as well. So the time for parents was important, the time for you know well-being, and we have recently offered to our um, employees five well-being days additionally so that they can take time and to spend that time relaxing, re-energizing and recharging their batteries. Those are two of some of two of the things that we've done during this period, just to make sure that, you know, we are we are inclusive with everyone. Yeah, and uh, one of the things that I liked during this uh, uh, time and I saw online um, um, because you talked about kids uh, um, going inside inside video course was a farm in California that offered the possibility of basically renting an animal and uh, putting it inside a, a, a meeting, a video meeting, uh, just to relax the, the atmosphere a bit. Um, and uh, we're gonna go on with, with well-being. Uh, also, if uh, the audience has any, any question, any curiosity, uh, they can put it uh, in, the, in the chat on, uh, on the platform on EQ events. Um, and also, if you are watching us on Facebook, you can comment. I am uh, monitoring the comments um, here in my screen. So we're going to go with well-being. Uh, and uh, Adina, uh, Vidoyu, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with you a bit because Microsoft recently published a study about hybrid work. Um, and you identified five strategies um, in this work trend index report for, for business leaders. Um, um, and you, you mentioned already that uh, with the vaccine rolling out and our life changing uh, after we went remote and we worked from home, uh, now companies have to make strategies for working hybrid in the future. So tell me more about, about these key five strategies. Sure. So it, it's an interesting report, which I had quite a, it was a, a good time uh, used, I would say, to, to, to go through that. And I would encourage each one, each one of, uh, of our viewers. 
uh, to have a look, um, given that it's, it's looking from multiple perspectives. Um, now, if we were to look at the trends that you are mentioning, um, these are showing that we are no longer bound to, you know, traditional notions of time, uh, of space and time to work together. Instead, what we can kind of set aside, it's our long kind of held assumptions and shift our mental model to embrace more extreme flexibility. That I think it's one of the things that you first notice. And then with, with these strategies that you are mentioning, what the purpose is actually to kind of, you know, support the business leader and then rewire and help them to rewire their operating model so that they can shift to a hybrid model. I think that if we look now, Every organization will need to plan. We need a, we'll need a plan that encompasses policies, physical space, and then technology. And then it starts with answering to some critical question is like, how are your people doing and what do they need? How will be able to work remotely and how might they have to come in? How often? And I think you just take this answer from those simple questions uh, to formulate a plan and then you know you need to empower your people to have more extreme flexibility. And then you need to provide guidance to the employees as you experiment and learn because it's a journey. So if I were to kind of simply phrase this one and the way it shows also in the report is to create a plan to empower people for extreme flexibility. That will be one. The second one is that you need to invest in space and technology basically to bridge the physical and the digital work. Office space is no longer space no longer stops at the office. That has shifted completely in the last 12 months, 13 months. And then, you know, leaders need to kind of consider to equip all workers with, with the tools they need to contribute, whether they're working from, the, from home, from the office, in a manufacturing floor, or, you know, are on the go. Because at the end of the day, the physical space now must be more compelling to attract workers to commute in because we've learned that we can do it without coming into a physical space and then at the same time in the offices that we are looking at we need to kind of make sure that we have a mix of collaboration and focus areas that will be the second one the third one it's something that myself Richard and Eva and Dina was mentioning uh, that she learned from the market is how to combat digital exhaustion from and this is from the top as we look to in the future and how we want to create a future of work, addressing the digital exhaustion must be a priority for, leader, for leaders everywhere. It's something that we are learning every day. It won't be easy, that I can say, but consider it's important to consider how to reduce employee workloads. And then, you know, embrace synchronous and asynchronous collaboration as a balance. And then you need to create also a culture of breaks. And the, the, those breaks are encouraged and respected. And that's why I say that it starts from the top. Then we also saw that it's important to broadening the, the, the networks and then building on the social capital, especially in this particular environment. And it's an effort and it's a more even, it's a, even more difficult in a digital environment to do that. And then when you look at teams, they need to reframe the network building. It's and move from a passive effort to a proactive one. And then it's important as well at the same time, because we are talking about manager, to encourage them and to reward them, to prioritize the social building, to, uh, to actually to seek 
to create a culture where so social support thrives. And a simple question about how are you today and how are you doing, it's, it's more than important now. And I think the last one that I also mentioned is to rethink employee experience to compete for, to compete for the best uh, and most diverse talent. The talent landscape shifted and the employee expectation have changed. We will see much more people coming to interviews and work, asking about work-life flexibility and from where they can work, how they will need to commute if they need to come into the office. And I think it's important that the best leaders will empathize you know, with, it, with unique needs that are coming from each group in their organization. And they will need to start seeing the remote work as a lever actually to attract the best and the most diverse talent. And that's, I think that if we look at the five, it kind of sets the trend for what's coming next, at least when we look um, across different countries. But I think it's very applicable also for Romania at this point, given that, you know, if we look in certain sectors of the market, we, we still had a, quite a significant dynamic in the IT, the banking as well, depending, depending on the areas and few other industries. So that um, will be kind of in a nutshell what we've yeah. uh, I want to uh, just follow up with um, with you um, in, in talking about about motivation because it, it, it has changed in the in the last few months. Um, we are talking more and more about burnout. Um, mm -hmm. How do you measure uh, inside the company the levels of motivation and how did it change? In, in the last year? What have you seen in the data? So similar to what Richard was mentioning, also in Microsoft, we, we run um, on a monthly basis sentiment surveys. And then we were looking at work-life balance, at team connectness, manager support for prioritizing day-to-day uh, -day work, at productivity as well. But we were also constantly taking feedback about from our employees about the hybrid workplace flexibility. And what I can say is that, you know, we, we've learned a lot and we are able at the same time to tailor our programs, making sure that we put our employees first. And then by constantly making sure that we take feedback from them and then making sure we communicate transparently and openly about everything that is happening. I think that if I look back towards second half of 2020, we saw a decrease in the areas that I've mentioned. And I think... It was also connected with the fact that by then people were expecting to go back to the normal. But in reality, you know, it was quite different. The more we progress now and got used with this new normal that we are, we are calling, we started to see a shift in the answers and going more, going more into a more positive direction because we adjusted and we continue to adjust. So ad adaptability and flexibility of an organization, I believe it's it are I believe are critical within this period, and I think that managers and leaders are playing a, a key role in this one. That will be kind of in a in a nutshell what we've done on this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, go to Richard right now, uh, and then to to Adina Pinta, um, and Richard, tell me tell me more about about uh, uh, the well-being programs uh, you implemented in in ING last year. Uh, to, to cope better with, with the effects uh, of the pandemic, of working from home, of all of these things that are happening around us? Yes, uh, that, that, that's a very 
good question. Uh, and, and to start with, with also what Adina said before, you need to adapt and you need to check and you need to test and you need to try and, and, and adapt again. So we have done uh, many things and, and sometimes with, with trial and error, uh, sometimes it works. Uh, I, I will just mention a couple huh? and, and yeah, I'm, I'm not exhaustive because I, I know there are many more. Uh, but, but one which came into my mind while we were having this discussion uh, is, is that I just got an email again because it's the end of March. So we, we just sent out the new sessions for the month of April for the online workouts. Uh, so, so this is like uh, for your back, uh, Pilates, yoga. Like we have those sessions and you can do them through Zoom. You can do them online. And, and that's how we try to help the people with that. Uh, we have mindfulness sessions. Uh, to make sure that also the, the emotional well-being is, is, is taken care of. We have nutrition sessions, uh, because I think Adina Pitea said it before, we're not having the fruit in the office anymore, but we still want our people to, to have a healthy lifestyle. So we, we, we're giving nutrition sessions. Uh, we do challenges, uh, the, the work from home sport challenge. Uh, we have a well-being handbook. Where we just have tips and tricks. Uh, again, going back the back, going back to the back is that uh, the back is very important when you're sitting all the time at your screen looking at that so we, we have the healthy back program uh, we have parenting sessions how to deal with your children when you're in a webinar <laughs> I, I managed to ignore them my son was just coming in I'm, I'm just looking straight at my screen and then he left again uh, so yeah we, we are trying to, to, to do the best we can uh, again and we adapt sometimes people say uh, okay, but we, we have done now enough with apps and butt session. We, we are more interested in the yoga. Okay, then we do more yoga and Pilates. And, and so basically we, we try to, to uh, help the people. What we also are doing, because that is the more difficult part if you speak about well-being, and the face-to-face -face contact. And 95% of our employees is working from home. We do not expect in a new normal, as we call it, that everyone will come back to the office. But we also want them to give them the opportunity to go back to the office. So to meet the people and to meet their colleagues. So that's something we are working on now as well. And then the study I didn't mention, this is fairly helpful for us as well to look at that. Uh, because also there we need to try and learn. And then, yeah, so I, I think we're doing a lot. Uh, more important uh, also from the top, we have to explain to the people we are flexible. And I think besides the program, I think people are much more helped by the top saying, we don't mind if you have to teach your children some, some math or, or some other physics or whatever from two to three. I mean, you have the flexibility to, to make your own workday. And we're looking at the results and, and not whether you were like from two to three available and we were checking whether you were online. No, that's not what we're doing. I mean, if you need to help your child, to do something if you need to help your parents to go to the doctor do it and and you figure out when you want to make of that time and i think that flexibility is is even more key yeah and and now we have to have the flexibility of of going also to the supermarket before uh closing um <laughs> before six where <laughs> yeah. i live yeah <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to to Adina Pinta right now um, and and talk more about about what you have found um, uh, in in developing four mind benefits, 
Um, I know that you don't have the background in, in therapy, but in the IT industry and also for mind is a platform for companies and employees and therapists to offer their services. But I want to uh, um, go to the, to the burnout subject. And if you have um, talked with, with the specialists that are on your platform, um, if um, how many, uh, not, not exactly how many cases of burnout have they documented, but if this is a big issue right now um, in, the, in the employee ecosystem, um, and what did, you, did they find out in, in talking with the employees? Um, burnout, it's a topic that our specialists uh, commonly approach uh, in our webinars, uh, for mind webinars, because as you mentioned, uh, uh, for mind, it's not uh, only about uh, psychotherapy sessions, individual sessions. It's a platform that uh, we uh, put together a need a need for uh, help or for development and for well-being with um, tools and among them uh, individual counseling um, for uh, for helping those people. But uh, beside individual counseling, we have also webinars. Uh, we have also uh, coaching, not only psychotherapy. Uh, we have uh, online content uh, and uh, uh, chatbot uh, when people uh, can address in their own uh, piece and uh, uh, if they want to uh, apply for therapy, they can uh, also uh, be helped. So burnout, it's a, it's a topic that we address on all channels. Uh, in individual sessions, in, uh, in uh, webinars, and also in the online content. Uh, and what I learned, because uh, also maybe like you, I thought that burnout is about uh, overload and overtime and uh, being exhausted. Uh, well, uh, it's not only about that. Uh, it's not only about the content and the amount of work, but it's also about the relationship and the emotional state in the relationship with the work and with the working environment. So uh, burnout does not only come from too much work, uh, it also come uh, if the work doesn't bring you the satisfaction you need, the challenges you need to grow, uh, or, or if you are in a toxic environment, or uh, even if you constantly neglect your own needs, or you put uh, too much pressure on yourself. So uh, first we need to understand the symptoms and identify the burnout and uh, then uh, you can be helped to identify the causes of the burnout because many of the causes of the burnout uh, uh, we learned that are not external. There are some external causes, like I said, uh, over time, maybe you have too much duties on work, but uh, there are many, many internal causes that you can address and in the same environment at the same job, uh, not suffer of burnout anymore. So, um, as you said, it's a well-known issue, uh, especially for uh, office workers. And uh, our specialists address it uh, uh, in most of the cases with uh, most of office workers and also in our uh, webinars. And also, uh, when, when talking about, about the future, um, we, we know that um, at one point we're gonna switch to a hybrid uh, uh, way of work, but also um, what I what I read 
um, and it's uh, more and more um, clear is that uh, after this this pandemic and after all those fears about our health, about our uh, relatives' uh, health and friends, um, there's going to be another pandemic, but not not about uh, uh, not from a virus, but uh, because of depression and all this pressure that um, was accumulated in the last few months. Um, so, how important is, from your perspective, Adina, to uh, that companies understand that in the future they can be um, uh, they can discover that their employees uh, suffer from depression or or all these months have have put a strain on them? Um, first of all, I think uh, the companies uh, understand. And uh, they understood it even before pandemics because uh, all the problems you see now uh, are only, uh, let's say, bigger because of the pandemics. We had stress before the pandemics. We had the overload before the pandemics. So uh, now we only have uh, more, uh, let's say, stressors. But uh, the problems were before and will uh, remain after. And um, you don't talk, uh, when you talk for physical health, for instance, you don't talk about uh, legs and uh, heart, yes? You talk about your whole body entirely because uh, some people are suffering of uh, a problem with the leg and some people are suffering with a problem, I don't know, with the lungs, yes? So uh, when you address health, you also have to address uh, both physical and uh, mental health. So uh, as I said, I think the companies understand. I think that uh, uh, it was uh, only a problem of uh, lack of tools on the market. Uh, now we exist, now other companies uh, similar like us exist with different offers. Uh, so now uh, the companies uh, can uh, address also those needs because they have tools. Um, and as Adina mentioned before, uh, when we talk about uh, health, we should talk about uh, prevention and prevention means to be proactive, not reactive. So uh, uh, everybody should be, uh, even in terms of uh, mental health, uh, more proactive and uh, try to understand that uh, uh, health, it's more about uh, being and remaining healthy than uh, treating. Because of course it's cheaper <laughs> to, to be healthy than to be sick in every aspect of our lives. Yes, indeed. And thank you very much for, for, um, uh, for what you said. Uh, and right now, uh, we have, we have uh, roughly another 20, 20 minutes uh, for everyone who is looking. You can uh, ask your questions and uh, we're going to try to answer them live. And if uh, we will not be able to do it live, we will uh, follow up with you. And I want to switch to Richard again uh, because uh, we talked um, uh, already about onboarding and you mentioned the Inboarder app, which is, which is an app that helps new employees uh, um, feel more at home. So tell me more about, about how you implemented this app and how this technology can help them um, uh, feel more at home at, at ING. Yeah, so, so, so basically, as you say, it's, it's, it's going towards the digital mindset that we have. Uh, so basically, it's, it's an app whereby 
uh, we are using nudges. So like two weeks before the employee starts, the manager gets a message like, hey, your employee is starting in two weeks' time. Please reach out how you can help. Uh, it, it will give tips and tricks like how is ING working? How can you get to know your colleagues? What are the trainings you need to follow? Because we also have trainings you need to follow. Uh, so basically, it's, it's a tool. Instead of having a handbook, as I just said before, it's a tool which really have the important trigger points uh, because we, we don't want to forget like someone is working from home and we gave him the laptop and he went home and we did the first session for one or two hours and the next day we have another session at three o'clock in the afternoon. But what is the person going to do from nine till three? And, and you need to be really on top of that. And that's why we have the use now of this app uh, where we really make sure that both the manager, the buddy, and the new employee are really constant in touch with each other. And that is for us the most important part. And I said it before, and that we keep on communicating with our employees and we keep on in touch with them. Because being remote, it's, it's all good. And I think it has a lot of benefits, but we also have to make sure that people are getting up to speed and, and that they are really, really feeling part of the team. And that's what the app will help us with. Also, I know that um, every employee at ING has an, what you call an individual development plan. So uh, if you can uh, talk us more about what is basically inside the company and an individual development plan. Yeah. So, so, so basically, uh, an individual development plan, as it says, it's a plan for yourself to develop. What we find very important is that our employees uh, take charge of their own development. So they need to be in charge of their own development and we are supporting them with that. So we have an individual development plan uh, where there are three sections and that's called the planning for now, the planning for next and the plan for beyond. And the plan for now is like how and what can I do uh, in my current job and how, what do I need to improve or develop to be even better in my current job? Uh, the next one, the plan for next is what do I need to do for my next role? Because we want people to grow and to grow uh, further all the time. So we also need to think now about the plan for next. And then uh, the more controversial step is the plan for beyond. Because there we also ask people to look even further than the next step. Uh, and then say, okay, what do you want to do in five to 10 years time? Uh, and that can be also outside ING, uh, it can be inside ING, can also be outside ING. Uh, so really what want we, What do you as an employee see yourself doing in 10 years time? And, and how can we help you now, next year, to really make sure that you're ready for your future? And whether that is in the plan for beyond inside or outside ING, that's okay, we don't mind, but we really want you to become more employable, as we call it, eh, both inside and outside ING, because we, we, we need to have, because we really, really believe in that, the internal mobility. We want people to move around, because every time when you have a new person joining a team, whether it's from outside or from inside, there are new ideas. And, and sometimes you may think like, not again, this stupid question. I answered that already three times before, but it makes you think again. And it gives you new ideas. So for us, it's very important that we have yeah, the internal mobility 
and that people really think like, what will I do next? And maybe what will I do beyond? Uh, on, on top of that, if you, if you, because you started me now, so I will, I will continue. <laughs> <laughs> on top of that, we, we, we said, if you look at, at the learning capabilities, uh, the, the, the capabilities, what we think for us as a bank are important for the next years, uh, we, we, we distinguish them in six capabilities. We call them the big six. They're not the, the big animals, but as we call them the big six, and we split them into distinctive capabilities, which helping us to stand out in the market. And then we, we, we look at customer experience, we look at data fluency, we look at leadership, that, that are the ones where we say, okay, everyone needs to have that understanding. And we have the foundational capabilities, and that's really, but that's the banking part as well, and the non-financial risk management, because we really need to be sure that we protect our customers and, and, and be the gatekeeper to the financial system, the cybersecurity, and we are digital, so there's a lot of cybersecurity happening and a lot of cyber criminals and phishing attacks and whatever, uh, and operation management, because we want to be as efficient as possible. So that is what we are asking also to people, like put those capabilities, and you don't have to be an expert in all six, look at your future, look at your plan for next, and then work with us, how we can help you with these capabilities to plan your next steps. Uh and and you said uh, about uh, you you talked about learning and I want to touch this point uh, of of learning. This is why we are here at Future Banking Meetups. This is what I like to uh, uh, ask questions because I can learn a bit uh, from uh, from you. Um, and uh, I'm gonna go to to Adina Vidori a bit um, and talk about about. Uh, new skills and and learnings for 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 Microsoft uh, employees. Uh, and I want to ask you, what kind of skills do you want to bring to to, to Microsoft employees? Uh, also before before the pandemic, but some some skills that you you needed uh, to to give them um, in the last few months. Well, I think if we if we look in Microsoft's um... Our culture is, is built on a, on a growth mindset. And then what means is that we, we start with the belief that everyone can grow and develop. So that's that's one, one important one for us. And again, we believe that potential is nurtured, not predetermined, so that anyone can change their mindset. So learning, it's, it's part of our, it's, part, it's embedded in our DNA. And then it's also about being curious. So those are the things that, that we are looking at. And then what we'd like to say is that when we all embrace learning and curiosity, then ma magic can happen. So that's one of, the, one of the jobs that we have around. So if we look in Microsoft, we do have resources for every employee. And then as Richard was saying, similar to that, we have um, each individual having a career path designed the way they, they want to kind of develop in the organization, not only in the organization. So this is how their learning plan is connected with their career path. They have access to multiple training, to courses, and those are assigned to them uh, by the company or by their organization. And they are based on different criteria, such as location, role, discipline, and, and so on. And then if we look at, and if we deep dive a little bit more, when it comes to our employees, we do want to have solution created that empower them to do their best at work and then become the best of their, the, their best selves. 
for managers, we always seek to create opportunities to help them develop and grow while they are building great teams. And then for leaders, it's the experiences that we design to turn them into catalysts of change today and then make them make sure that we are preparing them for the from for the future. I think these are the three kind of element, three categories that we are looking at. And then what last year actually showed us it's that it's okay to pause, reflect, and prioritize. Because what is what was critical to acquire as a skill, and it still is, it's important to look at the ones that are really needed at this point, and then make sure that the time is invested in that direction. So as much as we invest in the technical development, in the coaching part, in the part of growth mindset, and all other areas of development for each one of our employees, it's all, it was also clear for us that with the pandemic, it was equally important to focus on the care for our employees, to focus on um, the part of how we, we engage with our people when they are not feeling well, how we make sure that we keep the right balance, how we make sure that we lead by example and we ensure that we prioritize by doing what matters. I think that's the way we look from a learning perspective, especially in the last year. Uh and uh, for for you and and for Richard, um, um, I want to ask uh, what kind of, of learning platforms do you use um, uh, in order to to give them these skills to the to the employees, and um, um, how much engagement do you see from from them? I can start if Richard is okay with that. Um... In Microsoft, we have our own learning platform, and then we leverage as well Microsoft Library, where our employees can stay up to date with the latest books, news, market research, and, and more than that. And they can borrow books, which were they will be delivered the day door if they want to uh, read a hard copy, or if they want to borrow um, on you know, an ebook or read on Kindle, they are able to do that as well. LinkedIn Learning. It's easy to use for all our employees, so it's it's leveraged across the organization. And then, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, giving that to our, our approach is to have a tailored learning path, depending on the role, depending on the discipline, the business segment, and also the development plan, as Richard was mentioning, because in Microsoft also each employee has an develop, individual development plan. We also provide access to different, different other platforms. So one of them that comes to my mind is, for example, Pluralsight. Pluralsight, which is a leading technology skills platform, because technical skill is something that we heavily invest. EDX, it's again another platform where people learn in, in different ways. Uh, actually, uh, they have the opportunity to learn differently and then access online courses from leading universities such as MIT or Harvard. So they have access to that. And again, depending on the style of learning, depending on, you know, the development, the plan that they have, we need to, we want to make sure that we support them with access to the right resources. Therefore, we, we provide access to other platforms, but it's depending on the need. But I would say that the main ones are the ones that I've mentioned. Richard? Yes, I, I, and 
uh, I, I recognize plural side because that's what we use as well uh, for our tech employees, of course. Uh, but on top of that, we have also our own platform, which we call My Learning. And this is what we call a, a smart platform because it also thinks. So uh, if, if people are looking for certain courses, they will be suggested related courses as well. Uh, this is again linked uh, to these big six capabilities. Uh, so basically we launched that beginning of this year and, and you were asking like how many people are using it. Uh, we have in total around three and a half thousand employees here in Romania. And then I'm counting the bank plus our ING tech uh, part. Uh, and so far uh, around 2,600 employees uh, in the last two months have accessed the platform. So that, that gives an indication that the adaption rate is very high. Uh, but what we see there as well is that there's a big request for the big six capability courses, of course, because we promote that. But it's also about emotional intelligence. Uh, people are looking at artificial intelligence, uh, agile and design thinking, uh, but also because the soft skills are important as well is, is time management. I think there's also one which is in the top. Uh, stress management, as Aldina said as well, that people are looking for that as well. Uh, so we are very happy that we have this, this platform, which not only just gives a list of courses you can take, but also helps the employee uh, together with the IDP, together with the big six, to choose the right courses for their development. So really... Uh, a platform nowadays and, and, and the continuous learning is very, very important because that will make the difference in the future. Thank you. Um, going to, to Adina Pinta, because I, I know that on, on, on the four mind platforms, besides psychotherapy, besides coaching, you have also, as you mentioned, nutrition and parenting uh, courses. Uh, what kind of other skills do you intend on adding based on the feedbacks on the feedbacks from from companies and from from the employees who are using the the services um, as Richard mentioned before continuous learning uh, is not only important but it's vital and not only for uh, our evolution as uh, individuals but uh, also for maintaining our uh, mental health and uh, along with mental health or physical health. So, uh, as you said, uh, that's why we offer uh, in uh, the my subscription, uh, uh, beside the psychological support, a uh, wide range of coaching services. Uh, as you said, we are talking about personal development, career development, uh, support in achieving your dreams, uh, uh, support uh, if you have uh, nutrition uh, issues, uh, support uh, if you have uh, parenting issues to address. And uh, we also organized uh, in collaboration because we don't have uh, a specialist in this area for the moment, uh, uh, the uh, kinetotherapy sessions uh, to, to help you to maintain uh, uh, a good uh, physical health. So uh, we try to address as many needs as we can on uh, as many channels as we can, either they are online or uh, in sessions. Um, we try to, to be very close with our customers and understand their teams because uh, each customer uh, has different uh, specificity of the team. 
for instance, in IT companies, uh, the, the employees are very young. Uh, we are talking uh, even under 30. Uh, they have some issues. Uh, in, uh, let's say, in production areas, we have uh, uh, different uh, kind of people. Uh, we have uh, parents with uh, several issues. Um, so we try to understand our customers. We, uh, as uh, Richard and Adina said, we also make a study to understand their needs. Uh, it's not only a study or a well-being study, it's also a tracker. So we monitor um, at every six months, we monitor the evolution of the well-being of their employees. And we start with this uh, well-being tracker at the beginning of our contract. So not only the human resources department uh, learn what are the issues they should address in their company, but also we learn and understand more our customer and uh, what are their uh, team needs. Um, also, uh, as I mentioned, we are uh, very beginning. We are not even one year old. So our platform uh, uh, is new. We have uh, some features I, I have already mentioned, but uh, we try to add many, many features. Uh, we have uh, big dreams. <laughs> Uh, time flies, but uh, let's hope we can bring uh, more value for uh, our employees because uh, in the end, uh, even uh, the companies are our customers. Um, we are looking at uh, who are using it. So those are the people that uh, benefit of our subscriptions. So, and, and at the end of, of our conversation, because I know that time, uh, um, time flies and uh, our 90 minutes uh, have uh, almost passed. I want to uh, put the, as I, as I call it, the headline questions, um, uh, the, the clickbait uh, questions, and to ask you, every one of you, about uh, what do you think is, is the future of work and of the office in the near future and maybe in the, in the um, uh, next few years? wants to jump on, on, on this wagon? I, I was waiting for the ladies because normally it's ladies first, but I, I, I will start <laughs> because I, 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 I have a kind of a, of, a, of a picture in my head. So, so for me, the office of the future is, is like a, a sports canteen. And I don't know whether you know that concept where you, where you come together and where you have the informal context because I think what, what we will see in the future is that the that the office will be the social place where the people come to have on one part the formal meetings but also and that's even more important the informal context. So so in in the design of the office for instance I would like to see many many coffee corners have where people can just gather have a drink and have an informal context. And, and the part where you, and that's what we learned and in the last year, I would say, the part where you really need to work, where you need to concentrate, where you need to make your presentations, where you need to make your sheets or whatever you need to do, that's what you can do at home. But I, I really see the office as, as becoming the, the, yeah, the, the sports clubs uh, canteen where, where, where you are having the informal complex. That's my future picture. <laughs> But maybe that's because I also like sports. So. <laughs> I 
couldn't agree more with with Richard when it comes to the to the social space that we we need to have in uh, in the in the future workplace. I mean, looking ahead, I think from 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 my perspective and from from our perspective as a company, hybrid work model is there, in the sense that we will have more flexibility, and I think that this hybrid work model requires a new operating model a new strategy and then having more uh, flexible flexible work policies. And then as Richard was saying, an inclusive space design. And then also, which will require innovative technology solutions because they go hand in hand. Um, and then at the same time, um, we have new expectations coming from the employees. And then that needs to be connected as well to a more you know, distributed workforce, to have the to be able to provide the tools uh, to create innovate innovate and work together, uh, so those are kind of some of some of the things that I have in mind. Communication will remain key even in the future, regardless of what's going to what's going to happen. Um, and then we need to also establish meaningful feedback loops that allow us to learn and then you know iterate because that's equally important. Um, and then again, if we look at our organization, um, I think that our main purpose is to, to give additional flexibility to our employees and then to support their uh, individual work styles. We don't work at the same way. We have different generations. We have uh, employees that probably got used to work much more easier from home. Uh, but we have employees that really are keen to, to go back uh, to work. But at the same time, we also understand that it's important to balance this individual work style with the business needs and then make sure that we live our culture. Um, and then while we try to understand that, you know, we're shifting and understanding that some of the jobs require to be on site, uh, for example, the, so the jobs that are supporting the critical infrastructure, we also need to acknowledge that some jobs are performed just as well remotely. So I think if we look uh, in the future, we still want to have great collaboration. Uh, we still want to be an exceptional place to work for our employees. Um, and then again, create the level of flexibility needed for us as an organization, but for our employees as well. Thank you. Adina, do you want to... Yes, uh, you can call me a dreamer, but uh, I see the office of the future uh, each, for each one different. So I would love to see that uh, for each one of us, the office looks like as we imagine it. So um, there were big steps uh, in digitalization, uh, huge steps towards remote work during this year. Uh, I'd like to see that uh, all those steps remain and continue. So uh, each employee could have in the future uh, the kind of environment uh, he dreams of and uh, he's more productive and uh, well understood and uh, healthier, you very let's say, not in the end, healthier. Thank you very much and thank you for, for this conversation. And for the end, I'm going to switch back to Romanian. Uh, și voi uh, mulțumi uh, celor care ne-au urmărit uh, pe platforma IC Events, uh, iar acolo dacă ați găsit pe cineva care vă interesează profesional, puteți să-i contactați. 
puteți să schimbați cărțile de vizite virtuale ca să puteți să, să discutați. Dacă v-ați uitat pe Facebook, suntem în continuare acolo. Ne găsiți pe startup.ro, pe Future Banking, pe wallstreet.ro în mai multe locuri și nu ezitați să ne scrieți, să ne povestiți cum e în compania voastră și care au fost schimbări în zona aceasta de HR. Acesta a fost Future Banking cu Meetup cu numărul 4 pe anul acesta. Eu am fost Vlad Andriescu și o zi bună, productivă, dar în același timp meaningful în continuare.